How to forgive. Hello, my wonderful friends. How are you doing? I'm here once again with a beautiful episode. This is our fourth episode in the series of marriage relationships. I have been talking to you about how you can live in peace with each other, especially in the family setting. And this time round, I want to talk to you about forgiveness and how to forgive. My name is Joseph Helen, your friend, your coach, your mentor, your partner in this life and especially as you move towards success in the things that you do. I'm especially interested in seeing you enjoy your relationships, be they a marriage relationship or just family relationship or just normal friendship. It's uh, significant that you enjoy these relationships because they're gifts from God. You see, life shouldn't always be complicated and difficult and painful. There are certain codes that if you know, then you can actually enjoy yourself and enjoy yourself tremendously. All right. I want to talk to you about how to forgive. Most people don't know how to forgive. In fact, in many cases, people have been taught wrong things about forgiveness. So the first thing you need to know is that everything that we could ever want to do, we must first learn from God. You see, the Bible says that we love because he first loved us. So before you can love, you need to first know the love of God. We love because he first loved us. That is uh, found in the book of 1 John 4 and verse 19. But before that, 1 John 4 verse 18, the Bible says perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment and whoever does not love whoever is afraid is not perfected in love so love takes away fear perfect love casts out fear and fear is what brings torment and a lot of relationships are based on fear a lot of people stick together in marriage they stick together in families but it's all based on fear that means their love is not yet perfected and how is one's love perfected i taught you in one of the episodes in the past about the fact that the love of god has been shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit that's romans 8 and verse 5 romans 5 verse 5 not romans 8 romans 5 verse 5 okay that the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit if the love of god has been shed abroad in your heart by the holy spirit that love is perfect love god's love is perfect love now that perfect love begins to do its perfect work in you when you apply it so your work is to work out that which god has worked in you because the bible also says that work out your salvation with fear and trembling fear as in reverence not trepidation okay so when god puts it in you it's your job to bring it out for example as a musician god placed the music gift in me and it's my work to practice and get to learn musical instruments and get to write songs and to practice them and to rehearse them to the point where the music can be presented in a beautiful way that pleases the ear and in a beautiful way that is harmonious and wonderful. So anything that is within you must be worked out. So love has already been put in you. Love has been shed in your spirit. So your work is to bring it out. Make sure that that love is coming out how does it come out 
by speech and by kindness, by acts of kindness, acts of goodness, by saying I love you and acting lovingly towards somebody, showing them mercy, showing them kindness. And this particular time, I want to talk about loving through forgiveness. And I want to show you exactly how to forgive. Why? Because if you're in a relationship with anyone, one of the things that will happen is that you'll start annoying each other or crossing each other or you'll find yourself making mistakes or you find yourself at fault time and again. Now, that should never be the end of your relationship. It should never be the end of your love. One of the things that make Christianity such a beautiful faith is that there is forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is aphesis in Greek, and it means the removal of, the remission of that which was wrong with you. So the forgiveness is not just uh, glossing over a matter. Forgiveness is really taking it away taking that thing from the person that has hurt you. So let's say somebody lies to you and you forgive their lie. One of the things you've done is that you've also taken away a big portion of their ability to lie. So this is the reason why Jesus spoke to a certain gentleman when his feet were being washed uh, by a certain woman and the woman was a prostitute. And, and the story goes that the gentleman, his name was called Simeon, or is it Simon? Simeon it really means the same thing. Uh, he, he said, if this man was a prophet, he would have known the woman touching him because the woman is a prostitute. Now, Simeon didn't think that Jesus knew that the woman was a prostitute. The woman was washing Jesus' feet with her tears and wiping the, Jesus' feet with her hair. And then Jesus gave him a parable. He always talked in parables. He said, there's somebody who owed a certain amount of money and then he was forgiven. Another one owed so much more, and both of them were forgiven. And he said, so between the two, who do you think is going to love much? And then the gentleman said, of course, the one who was forgiven a larger amount of money will love much. And Jesus said, aha, this woman, since I came into this house, has been kissing my feet and wiping my feet and, and looking after me, but you haven't even given me water. You know, my, my, my head, you have not anointed with oil. You did not wash my feet. According to the custom of those days, if somebody visited you, the first thing you did was to give them water to wash their feet and to wash their hands. And then you'd give them oil to anoint their hair because they used to walk in a dusty desert environment, very dry and very hot. So hospitality in those days demanded that you gave somebody something to some water with which to wash their feet. And this gentleman did not do that to Jesus, but the prostitute did. So Jesus said, this woman, though her sins are many, they have been forgiven. And because she's been forgiven much, that's the reason why she's loving much. And you who have not been forgiven much, you're not able to love much. Do you see how it goes? So when you forgive somebody, you actually take away their mistake. You take away their issue. But that way, they begin the process of loving. Now, forgiveness is connected to loving. You cannot love without forgiving, and you cannot forgive without loving. These things must go together. This is why God has brought us forgiveness, and his forgiveness, Ephesus, takes away that which is wrong with us. It takes it away. It's not something that he keeps in store somewhere so that he can use against you later when you repeat the same thing. That's why the Bible says that, that uh, uh, love keeps no record of wrongs. When you love somebody, you don't keep records of wrongs. The things that they've done 
are not recorded. In fact, the Bible says that God has buried all our sins into the sea. He has buried them into the sea. Some people call it the sea of forgetfulness. In other, in other versions, God has hidden our sins behind his back that our sins and iniquities will he remember no more. He does not have memories of our sins. He doesn't have memories of our iniquities. Why? Because he's a forgiving God. So forgiveness takes away that which you are forgiving. The more you forgive, the more the one who is forgiven will love. The one who is forgiven much will love much. And that's how it goes. I know it's difficult because you want people to change overnight. It doesn't work like that. People don't change overnight. People change over a given period of time. Even you have had to change over a given period of time. So look at change as a new language, something new that someone is learning. They need to go to school for a year or two before they can master this particular thing. And forgiveness is the same. Living in peace is the same. Loving each other is the same. It's something that takes time. Now, how do we give forgiveness? All right, when somebody does something wrong, to you. Let's take, for example, they've insulted you. They've used a word that has hurt you. The first step towards forgiving is you have to express, not necessarily to the person you're forgiving, but to God or to somebody you trust that can handle your pain and your difficulties. The first thing you must do is express your displeasure. Express the pain. Say, oh, I feel horrible that this person insulted me. This person used a negative word in reference to me. I feel sad that this person mistreated me. I feel pain. Acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge your displeasure. Acknowledge how you feel first. So that if you're praying, you say, Father, uh, Mr. Simon insulted me or mistreated me or embarrassed me. For that reason, I feel pain. I feel sad. So acknowledge what you feel first. If you feel angry, say, I really feel angry. Be honest about how you feel. That's step number one. Acknowledge how you feel about the way you've been treated. Step number two, express those feelings to God. David said, these things I do while I pour out my heart to you. So pour out your heart to God. Express how you feel to God. Say, I feel angry. I feel sad. I don't feel like meeting or seeing this person anymore. Express all those things, even the negative ones. God is not going to reject you for being honest because he desires truth in the inward parts. In your spirit, he desires truth. So he's not going to say, well, I can't imagine that you, my child, would think of revenging or would think of beating somebody up or would think of rejecting somebody or would wish somebody ill. You say, Lord, that's what I feel. I feel like they should be shot. I feel like a car should run, run them over. That's how I feel. I don't want it to happen, but that's how I feel. By expressing yourself, you are moving closer and closer towards forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process. It's not a one-off Thing. It's a process. And those people who force themselves to forgive have always continued in resentment. In fact, they've, they've ended up suppressing their feelings, thereby becoming bitter. You know, bitterness is something that's within. You don't see it written on anyone's forehead. It's within. You can only tell that somebody's bitter when they are provoked. When somebody really hurts them, then you can see the bitterness coming out. Why? They've suppressed their feelings all along. So you must first acknowledge how you feel. Number one, express those feelings even if they are negative. After you've done that, 
then you must say, Father, in Jesus' name, now I forgive this person. And you must say what you're forgiving them of. I forgive them for stealing from me. I forgive them for insulting me. I forgive them for mistreating me. I forgive them for abandoning me. I forgive them for slandering me. You must mention that which you are forgiving. Say it because it's your words that bring justification. It's by your words that death comes or life. So you must say, I forgive them for. Remember, step number one, you must acknowledge your displeasure, acknowledge your pain, acknowledge how you feel and be sincere and honest about it. Say, I feel bad. I feel horrible. I feel hurt. I feel angry and express even more. Why do you feel hurt? Why do you feel angry? Say, how could they treat me like that? You need to express these things, especially during prayer. Express that to God. Talk to God about these things. Um, if you're not in prayer, then you can talk to a counselor. When you're speaking to somebody you trust, who has the wisdom to help you? If, for example, you are talking to me about somebody who's hurt you, I would give you time to express yourself. I would give you time to express everything, even if it's negative, even if it sounds horrible. There are people I have actually had to counsel to forgive God, not that God was wrong, but for the, for the purposes of receiving healing. They had to say, I forgive God because I thought God was neglecting me. I thought he had turned his back on me. I thought he was punishing me. So I need to forgive. To forgive is to release, get the person off the hook. In fact, forgiveness takes away the thing that was standing between you and that person. And forgiveness also disconnects you from negatives because there are certain people that continue being negative even after you've forgiven them. They've chosen that lifestyle. They're not good people. They're wicked people. When you forgive them, you disconnect yourself from a soul tie because when people hurt you your soul gets tied to theirs that's why when you remember them you feel pain when you forgive you cut off that soul tie that connection now forgiveness does not condone neither does it license neither does it say that neither does it justify the wrong that was done Forgiveness is for your benefit. And forgiveness is for the benefit of the society. The society needs to be a better place where people behave well. And forgiveness is the way to handle it. Forgiveness is the way to remove the negatives within our society. Forgiveness is the way. There is no other way to do it. Forgiveness is the way. So forgiving does not justify the wrong. Forgiving does not put a tick to the wrong. Forgiving doesn't say, well, they are right. Forgiveness removes that wrong. It's like going to a medical doctor to clean up a wound that is infected. Forgiveness removes the infection that has come upon your heart as a result of how you were treated. That's what forgiveness does. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why it's so important for you to forgive. Step number one, acknowledge how you feel. Step number two, express how you feel, whether it's positive or negative. Step number three, say, I forgive so-and-so for hurting me, for harming me, for lying against me, for slandering me. You've got to say what you're forgiving. Step number four. So step number one, acknowledge how you feel. Step number two, express that feeling, Okay. Step number three, say, I forgive so-and-so for that particular thing they did. Step number four, say, I will no longer hold them accountable for my suffering in the future. I'm letting them go. I will not hold them accountable for my suffering in the future. Why? Because God doesn't hold you accountable for 
the sins that you've committed. He has forgiven and he has removed them. Yeah, so he doesn't hold you accountable. For that reason, you have the power and the authority and the ability to do the same. You say, I will not hold them accountable for my suffering in the future. Okay? After that, thank God. Say, Father, thank you that it's your loving kindness, your goodness that makes me realize when I'm wrong. It is your loving kindness that makes me repent. For that reason, I will extend the very same loving kindness towards the people that hurt me. When you do that, the forgiveness process has begun. It's not complete because in the future, you will still remember and you might still feel pain. And when that happens, go through the same process again. Now, forgiving is not forgetting. This is where most people have made massive mistakes. Forgiving is not forgetting. We forgive so that even when we remember, we remember as forgiven. Say You'll say, yes, I remember this fellow stealing from me, but I've forgiven him. You see, a lot of preachers will tell you, forgive and forget. Do you know that it's impossible to forget if somebody shot you? The scar will continue reminding you that you're shot. If you survive, that is. You see, it's not possible to, rem- to, to forget a person who's run a child over by a car. And these things happen in our society. You cannot forget that, but you need to remember it as forgiven so that your memory is blessed because a memory is a spiritual thing God gives you. Your mind acts spiritually by keeping information in. Now, if you deal with information, if you bring it to the fore and you deal with it, you will purify what you remember about that person. And here is where loving kindness and tender mercies come in. You express, exhibit loving kindness and tender mercy. So we do not forget. No, ladies and gentlemen, we remember as forgiven. The people who have tried in their lives to forget the wrongs and the ills that were done against them always suppress every time the idea comes up, every time the feeling comes up, they suppress it because they think, oh, I need to forget this thing. I need to forget this thing. It's not possible. Psychologically, it's not possible. Mentally, it's not not possible. Spiritually, it's not possible. People only forget because of passage of time. But we who are in the prophetic can bring them. We can remember because these things are all written. In the spiritual realm, everything is written. Everything is documented in the spiritual realm. And we we can, that's why we're able to prophesy. We're able to tell you things you've not even talked to us about. We're able to remind you of things that you've forgotten. So though cognizantly, your mind is not aware of what's going on, this spiritual thing continues to wreak havoc, you know, unabated within you. So that's why it's important for you to remember it so that you can deal with it correctly. If it's bringing pain, go through the process of forgiveness again. And then the last thing you do after you've gone through number one after you have acknowledged that you've been hurt you know acknowledge you've been hurt number two express how you've been hurt number three declare that you've forgiven that very particular thing call it by name okay declare that you've forgiven okay number four declare that you'll no longer hold this person accountable for your suffering in the future number five Say, Father, I thank you that it's because of your loving kindness and goodness that I'm able to forgive. You've forgiven me. For that reason, I'm able to forgive as well. And then number six, yeah, do not try to forget. Remember as forgiven, okay? Remember as forgiven, 
always remember as forgiven. Okay? And then keep dealing with this thing because it will take time. It will take time for healing, for example, to occur. So the people who try to force themselves to forget, how do you forget and you're still feeling pain? You need to be healed and sometimes healing takes time. And every moment you remember, remember, ah, I forgave this fellow. Though the pain is real, I forgave them. And then the very last thing is receive healing from Jesus. You say, precious Jesus, you are wounded too for our transgressions. They say lies against you. They mistreated you. You're falsely accused. And you are able to go through it. So here I receive healing from you, my father. I receive healing from you. You need to be healed because every time you are hurt, it's literal pain. Spiritually, you actually bleed in there. So you actually need to forgive and then you need to be healed. So you say, Father, I receive healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive healing for the pain that I feel. You see, the person who's hurt you doesn't have the power to heal. Only Jesus has that power. So get healing from Jesus. Don't try to get healing from them. Sometimes they might not even apologize to you, but you go through these processes anyway and then get healing from Jesus. Somebody might apologize to you, but you'll still feel pain. Apology is good, especially people who are mature and who follow the ways of the Lord always need to apologize. You always need to acknowledge that you're wrong and you always need to, to speak and say, look, I'm sorry because I treated you the wrong way. But in a case where they don't, in a case where somebody is too arrogant to apologize, in a case where somebody is too wicked to apologize, you still need to forgive them anyway. After that, receive healing from Jesus. You, you can't receive healing from your spouse or from your child because Jesus alone has the power to heal by his stripes who are healed. Okay, of course, kind words will comfort you, but actual healing comes from Jesus. Okay, so the last thing you need to do is to receive healing and you receive it from Jesus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to sign off now. I hope you've learned how to forgive. And I hope you've learned that forgiving is not the same as forgetting. We remember as healed. In fact, you need a blessed memory. The only way you can tell you've properly forgiven somebody is when you remember what they did, but you can still hug them, you can still eat with them, you can still laugh with them. You can even discuss the matter without getting angry or getting hurt. That's a sign that you're maturing in the aspect of forgiveness. And please practice this with your spouse, practice this with your children, with your family members, because that's where most of our pains come from. Okay. All right. I look forward to coming to you again with the next episode. My name is Joseph Helen. I love you guys so very much. And please subscribe to this podcast. At the same time, favorite it. Go and just click on that star and favorite it so that you're notified every time I bring a new episode. Apart from that, if this message has touched your heart and this message has helped you and has blessed you, you can donate to us because we bring you these messages for free. We don't charge for these things. Yeah, you can listen for free. All right. But to help us continue doing this work, you can donate any amount of money to josephhelen at gmail.com so that you can get to my PayPal account. Okay? You can donate if this message has worked for you any amount. Whatever it is, we will appreciate and we'll contact you and we will acknowledge receipt of whatever you have donated to us because we also want to be accountable to you. Thank you so very much. I love you. Till next time. Bye-bye.